Thank you so much. I am so happy to be here to stand among the very best in podcasting. It is with much humility that I joined the You Wish You Could Podcast Hall of Fame class of 2017. I am very honored and grateful. But let me start right here and pray to the God that runs the pod almighty for making all this possible for me. Please allow me a few minutes to honor and pay tribute for my dear podcast, whom I love so very much. Please indulge me for a couple minutes. I thank you in advance for your patience and understanding because it means a lot to me. I promise it won't be too long, and I hope I don't bore you. I thank God for my podcast because I have two co-hosts, and my podcast raised all of us by itself. Not exactly by itself, but with the help of the God that runs the pod, because without the help of the God that runs the pod, all things are possible. Growing up, there were bad podcasts over us, under us, and around us. But bad, co- bad podcasts were never in us. Why? Because we loved and respected our podcast. I'm not telling you this story to feel bad for me and my co-host or my podcast. I'm only telling you this story so you can know how far we have traveled, how far we have come. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. This is why I want to talk about my podcast, because I worship the ground that it's recorded on. So beneath the hair, underneath the tough talking persona, and behind the attitude is an old-fashioned podcast boy who just happens to love his podcast very much. Every time I think about my podcast, it sends a certain feeling up and down my body. And I say to you, whatever you feel about your podcast that causes a little emotional wheel to turn, when you think of it, I want you to know I feel the same way about my podcast. Because I believe my podcasts are one of the God's greatest creations. My podcast, your podcast, all podcasts. Thank God for podcasts. I believe that the genius of the God that runs the pod soul expresses itself through the podcast body like no other because nobody makes as many sacrifices as a podcast and my podcast is no exception i want to say congratulations to Jericho and flying brian i want to say i'm proud of both of you for achieving so far They telling me my time is up. Sorry. I'm sorry. Welcome to another episode of the You Wish You Could podcast. It is, as Mr. T said, the god that runs the pod, Mike Canatella, along here with Flying Brian. What's up, people? I love my podcast. (laughs) And God's favorite, of course, who probably Mr. T was talking about as well, Perry Jericho. I hate this fucking podcast. <laughs> I don't give a shit what it went through. I fucking hate this podcast. I fucking hate this podcast. Oh. Uh, was that good, or was it was it like was it too much? It was. Funny. Oh no, it was awesome. <laughs> it was funny, and, and that was like one of the most ridiculous um, Hall of Fame 
speeches, speeches ever. Oh my god, it was like I actually watched like the whole thing again, and I'm like, why did this guy talk so much? Like, why did they let him go that long? It went on for like a fucking hour, and it was literally just like, I love my mama. Times, yeah, he thanked his mama like a million times. Yeah. All right, so. We got the Hall of Fame episode this week, obviously, with the Hall of Fame and the whole WrestleMania week coming up, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we got uh, some, obviously, some Gorilla, some Raw, some SmackDown. It's going to be the go-homes this coming week, but we're going to talk about what's uh, what's just happened, uh, of course. And then the big, well, the big cool thing coming up is there going to be our live WrestleMania podcast coming up this Sunday before WrestleMania. Check it out. It'll be on our website. It'll be on YouTube. Um, and we're also, I believe, would he, uh, we stream on Twitch, correct? Correct. Okay. Just making sure. So we'll be on Twitch. We'll throw out all that information, of course, beforehand. So we hope to see all, all of you guys interacting with us on the uh, live WrestleMania podcast. And uh, we'll obviously talk about the end of this show. And, again, check us out on uh, social media as well. All right. I guess we'll just go right into it. So, Brian, why don't you take us uh, through Gorilla, uh, lead us in, and uh, talk about some of the stuff going on outside of the uh, the wrestling ring and other uh, indie and uh, impact promotions. Okay. Uh, first thing I want to start with. Uh, sad news, unfortunately, Jim Ross's wife, Jan Ross, uh, passed away after a pretty horrific incident. Uh, was hit by a car while she was on her Vespa. Um, had significant brain and brain trauma and skull fractures, and passed away two days later. Yeah. How heartbreaking were his tweets? How heartbreaking were his tweets about the priest coming in and giving the last rites and his angel is gone? Oh, I know. I oh, mean, my God. It, it's it's sad. It, it's one of those things where it wasn't even like you expected this or she was sick or anything. It was just an unfortunate accident that uh, that happened. And, uh, you know, from everything I've, I've been reading and uh, hearing about people talk about her and him, uh, you know, they were like that that couple that just, you know, were there for each other throughout everything, and she was always his best supporter, and it's just really sad. Yeah, I can't imagine. No, I can't either. It's uh, it's definitely a, a horrible, tragic moment, and uh, I, I want to from the the entire "You Wish You Could" podcast crew. I'd definitely like to uh, send out our condolences to the entire uh, Ross family, including Jr. himself. So, you know. Um, I mean, I, I know uh, Pritchard talked about it on their recent show, but uh, if you guys want to send out some uh, some love to Jr., I know you can reach him. I think it's Jr.'s BBQ at uh, at Twitter. So uh, I know uh, he definitely would like to hear from a lot of his fans, wishing uh, him some well wishes. So, so from some bad news, any good okay. news? Yes, um, there's talk of which seemed to be have in the last few days also debunked a little bit. Possible talks of uh, WWE purchasing Ring of Honor. Um, I, I think this is interesting to note just because of some of the stuff that they were talking about in the deal that would likely happen was um, they were talking about actually keeping Ring of Honor going and just running it on the network, which would likely entail um, at possibly the end of NXT or just running them concurrent to each other. What do you mean, like, running them alongside each other? Yeah, having both uh, NXT and Ring of Honor 
running as their own shows. Uh, but there was also talk about NXT ending, splitting up the roster, and either have a guys go to the main roster or go to Ring of Honor, and then Ring of Honor would fill the void of NXT. I don't know if I necessarily like that part of the uh, the plan there. It's definitely interesting, and I, I I don't know if it's a good thing or it's a bad thing for Ring of Honor because there's the biggest thing was that, that they weren't sure on was whether it would, they would keep the rosters, the, uh, the Ring of Honor roster, mm-hmm. and if they did, who they would keep and who wouldn't go, which I feel like right now that's a, that's the biggest a- asset they have is. Besides the tape library, which WWE obviously wants because of guys like AJ, Brian, Joe, all those guys, they have extensive library of those guys there. I think the roster would be the next, the next best thing, or to some most fans, the best thing to get out of it. Yeah. But they also lose a lot of guys because of the deal with New Japan. Wait, ROH has the deal with New Japan, right? Yeah, but a lot of the a lot of the guys that they have contracts with have contracts that are superseded by. Uh, New Japan, like the Young Bucks. I got you. They're signed to New Japan, but they're also signed with Ring of Honor. So if they left, if Ring of Honor got a purchase, I would, I believe, Buck the Bucks would go to New Japan because their New Japan contracts supersede Ring of Honor. I got you. Okay. Um, I mean, I like the. I don't know. I'm very torn on this, and then I'll let uh, Perry give her thought process. But I, I'm kind of torn. Like, I do love the idea of being able to have a more uh, solid outlet for Ring of Honor because I think it's one of those like promotions that people need to see more of that I feel like not enough people know like people know of course what Ring of Honor is but I feel like they don't watch it enough because it's not on a, a regular outlet um, at the same time I feel like it's a good competition to WWE even though WWE seems to get a lot of their talent from Ring of Honor um, and it has been for the past couple of years not even just like the past one or two um, this is even going back to um, what was it? Somebody mentioned Ring of Honor in like a raw promo um, when he came back. I'm trying to think of this. I, I was just listening to it too. But uh, anyways, if I think about it, I'll remember it or I'll uh, mention it. But Perry, what do you think of the whole idea of like WWE purchasing a competition and bringing it to the network? I I don't know much about Ring of Honor, so I think that would be a great thing for people like me, like you said, um, having that bigger outlet for people because... I know nothing about it, so I would be able to see all those. I would be very interested in seeing everything from Ring of Honor that I, I normally didn't see, even like, you know, backdated stuff and kind of seeing where the guys now came from and what they did prior to WWE and things like that. So I think it'd be really cool competition wise. Um, I don't think it's ever a good thing. I mean, I don't think it's a positive thing to buy your own competition because it's not ever really competition because you're not going against you're not there's no chance of losing to somebody else you know what i mean it's not like one of the wcw days and the nitro days where there was legitimate competition it was ted turner's network versus you know vince mcmahon yeah where you had that legitimate feud where the ratings feud and everything and they were they were ruthless with each other and i i don't think you'll see that because you got nothing to lose yeah, no, I mean, uh, I agree. Um, I think we've all been very outspoken about, you know, how we feel about, you know, purchasing competition and not having competition for the WWE. I think it definitely hurts them. Um, I mean, again, we've said it multiple times. They com- they compete with themselves, but 
it's not always in their best interest, I feel, to do that for the long haul. I think somebody needs to, and hopefully will, come out with some type of promotion in the next coming years that at least gives them some semblance of competition. It could be Impact, it could be something else, but, um, you know, we never know. Um, WCW, I feel like, was one of its kind, and I don't know if we're going to get anything of that magnitude ever again because of how big WWE has become. Um, Brian, what else we got? Uh, yeah, real quick, like, I know we, I was talking to you about this the other day, Ring of Honor is running their 15th anniversary, or not the 15th anniversary show, they're running a show in Orlando this weekend at, I think, 6 p.m. Eastern time, I think it's something we should check out since we are going to be hanging out for TakeOver as well this week. What is it on? What was that you broke up? I, I said, what, what is it going to be on? Like, Edit! it. <laughs> I'm sure we. I'm sure we can find it on something. Um, I, I know it's on. I believe it's on i i pay per view. But uh, I'm sure we can find it on something else. Not that I'm saying we're doing anything legal, but what we'll the fuck find is it. i pay per view? Is that like Apple's pay per view thing? No, it's internet pay per view. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure we. Could yeah, that's check. where that's where a lot of promotions are running now. Gotcha. A lot of promotions to do internet pay-per-view because regular pay-per-view won't carry them because they're too small. Gotcha. I don't. Is pay-per-view even a thing anymore at all? Not so much. Mainly just for like UFC and boxing, and so even no. boxing not so much anymore. A lot of boxing is on HBO or Showtime. <clears throat> okay. Edit. That was really like. All right. Um. <laughs> so anything else? Okay. I got I got quite a few more things. So, um. The Hardys have been officially offered a WWE contract, and there's talks of them coming back if they do sign and they get the contract worked out in time, of them coming back and facing the Usos as a mystery opponent for the tag team titles at WrestleMania. I love that idea. Um, and the more I think about it, I think the we've talked about this, Brian, together. Um, the more yeah. I feel... Um, WWE needs to bring in the Hardys as the broken gimmick, and I think we both feel that WWE has the uh, the legal team to the wherewithal do it. to do it. Exactly, they know what they would be doing. They they know that they would be doing it the right way, and they can definitely get it from Impact and stop this whole fucking trademark dispute. Um, so Perry exactly. Hardy's coming over to WWE, broken gimmick. What do you think? I like it. I like the broken gimmick anyway. Um, and it'd be cool to see the Hardys back. I'm not a, like a giant fan of the Hardys. I never really was. Um, but it'd be cool to see them as like a mystery opponent for WrestleMania. There's always like that need at WrestleMania to have those like surprise moments. And I think that would be a really good one for the show. I think the entire crowd would go absolutely. I, like, I love that. I love they would go nuts and. I think they'd put on a hell of a hell of a show with the Usos, especially um, after seeing them on SmackDown. I mean, the Usos are good anyway, but they but they put on a hell of a show on Tuesday. So um, I can only imagine what they would do with the Hardys. No, agree. Uh, I mean, honestly, all I can just picture it like the Hardy. Everything goes black, and the Hardys just show up in the middle of the ring, and the entire crowd of what like sixty, seventy thousand just starts chanting "Delete." Yeah, it would be amazing. It would be. It so, really would be. It, it would be so insane. Yeah, absolutely. I'm. I'm not. And like it was as Perry said, I'm not a Hardy Boys fan at all. I never was. I did. I always thought that they were, 
you know, just a, like they were, some, and I guess I'm going to get so much shit for this, but I was never a fan of Foley. I felt like he wasn't good. He was just a gimmick and just something that people, you know, like the everyman, which is cool, but like, I, I didn't feel the Hardys brought anything to the table, really. They were just, you know, spot guys. And I think what they're doing right now is easily putting them on the top tier echelon, and they're definitely changing my views on them, which is what I like. Um, yeah. So, uh, what's up? Uh, I was going to go on to the next one unless you had something else. No, no, go ahead. Okay. Uh, another Mania uh, rumor. Supposedly, Summer Rae is uh, turning, and instead of being on Raw like she was drafted to, they're talking about putting her in the SmackDown women's match, as well as apparently they're talking to Victoria as well for a possible return for the SmackDown women's title match. I've heard uh, that Victoria and Kelly Kelly have been uh, talked about to come back to WWE, and WWE's talking about offering them contracts, and uh, WrestleMania could be a good time to bring them back in. I don't see there being much of a, a reaction to either of those people coming back. As great as Victoria was, um, I feel like today's fan base wouldn't appreciate it as much as uh, as they think as WWE thinks they would. Is that just me, or anybody else feel that way? I can definitely see that happening, um, just because uh, I feel like a lot of the fan base today, I mean, the older guy, the older guys and stuff like that know, the older people will know who she is, and I think she'll get, and I think that's something that will happen in Mania, but nowhere else, is she'll get a pop at Mania, because WrestleMania is not a current generation crowd, I feel like it's it's the international crowd and it's the it's the it's the smart mark crowd is what it is mm-hmm. so that's the best time to bring that back because i think something like that is when especially victoria because she was great at what she did she was a good heel she was a good face she was a good ring worker kelly kelly not so much so kelly kelly might get a pop i feel like victoria might actually get the bigger pop uh so that's a good time to actually bring them back i think because you'll see the smart marks and the diehard wrestling fans pop for her and then it's probably going to get people interested from the current generation to go look her up and see, okay, what's she about? Because, you know, she got this huge reaction at WrestleMania. No, I mean, that's definitely an idea. Perry, what are your thought processes? What is your thoughts on uh, this whole idea? I don't care for Kelly, Kelly so much, uh, but I think Victoria would be a really good addition to it. I don't really have too much thoughts on, on this one, but... Um, Kelly Kelly, I don't, I don't really, I've never cared for her, so. Yeah, I was never uh, over on her. Like, there was never anything about her that was just entertaining. No, well, apparently the reason to talk about bringing her back is to be the Total Divas main star if once Nikki Bella takes time off. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. All right, any, uh, anything else for Gorilla? I know you both were talking about how you have a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, I got a couple more things. Um, Shawn Michaels revealed that he turned down a WrestleMania 33 match with AJ Styles, hence the reason we are getting AJ and Shane McMahon. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, I mean, I get it. Michaels is definitely that guy that wants to stay retired, um, but I, I don't know. Like, I feel like something like that you would want to take up. Like, can you imagine those two going at it at WrestleMania? <clears throat> Oh, it'd be it'd be like one of the perfect matches of all time. 
But at the same time, I, I can understand because he said everybody keeps saying uh, they want to see him at AJ, but he said himself he doesn't think he thinks it'll be a good match, but it doesn't. Everybody he doesn't think it's going to be what everybody thinks it's going to be because they have a similar move set. He's already said if he comes back and he had one person to choose to work with, it would be Samoa Joe. He loves just Samoa because Joe. of he absolutely loves Samoa Joe. He loves the way he works. He's believable in the way he works, and the difference in move sets would make the match that much more believable between the two of them. Yeah, I mean, either of those two, I would have loved to say. I mean, oh yeah. Do you guys honestly? So here's an honest to god question. And, you know, take everything into account. Do you want to see Michaels back in the ring for one more match, or do you want to just leave it as it is? I would have to say no, because if he gives us one more match, then we're going to go, well, we want one more match because we want to see you against this guy. And we want to see you against this guy. I think it's time to leave well enough alone with some of these guys. And just stop having that. I'm not saying I don't want to see him wrestle again. I would like to, but I don't think it's in anybody's best interest to see him wrestle again. Perry? I agree with Brian on that one. Um, As much as I love HBK, and he's probably my favorite of all time, um, he's been out of the game for a while. Uh, I mean, the AJ Styles-Shawn Michaels match was on my fantasy card, so I thought it was really cool that he was offered... The, the match, but mm-hmm. it wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the Shawn Michaels that we saw. It wouldn't be like the Mr. WrestleMania Shawn Michaels. I feel like because he's been out for so long. Not that I think he would be super rusty. I just don't think we would get what we would think we would get. No, I, I agree. If with, that makes sense. Yeah, no, I agree with the both of you. I, I but I love I, I love him. And always love to see him back. I love when he makes spots and he comes out like last WrestleMania when he came out on the ramp, like, I love those spots that he does, but I think Brian's right, like, leaving well enough alone with him. No, I, I completely and he's agree. And happy. he's happy not being, he's happy not wrestling, you know what I mean? He's, like, one of the only guys that never, never came back just to come back, or, you know, like, he was content with his life outside of wrestling after it was over, so, you know... Yeah, I think he retired at the. I think he retired at the very perfect moment, and uh, you know he rode off into the sunset. He didn't hang up his boots too late. Um, like, and I, you know, I feel like I'm you know burying somebody. No pun intended, but I feel like the Undertaker's burying his, hanging up his boots a little too late. Um, I think when he goes, everybody's gonna say, okay, he needed to go like five years ago, instead of okay, that was you know well worth it. That was uh, you know a good send off and. Uh, We'll never say, I really wish Undertaker would come back for one more match, you know? Yeah. All right. Uh, Perry, do you have anything for uh, Gorilla? I know you were also talking with Brian about uh, having some stuff to talk about. Just um, pretty much the Conor McGregor thing, uh, that they they were in talks for him making a spot at WrestleMania, kind of like Ronda Rousey did a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but they couldn't come up with a financial agreement, so we will not be seeing Conor McGregor from from what the rumors are saying. We shouldn't be seeing Conor McGregor at WrestleMania, even though that would have been cool, especially with all the, the shit he was talking uh, last year. <laughs> and people were getting up in arms, all the wrestlers and stuff were getting, getting up in arms about all the shit he was talking. So I thought it would have been really cool to see him. Yeah. Uh, um, WWE event, especially WrestleMania, but... You know, it is what it is. I mean, money talks, you know what I mean? So, Yeah, 
No, I agree. Um, and shit walks. Or what is it? Money talks and shit walks? Is that what it is? Something like that. Alright. Brian, uh, any other topics? Yes, I'm gonna. I'll skip a couple because they're not that. They're not that big. Um, the last one I want to go over is actually something my brother Dan gave me. Um, he told me since he couldn't be on tonight, go ahead and use it. Hi, Dan. So this is full credit for him for finding this. What was that, Mike? I said hi, Dan. Uh, okay. Um, so we've been talking for the last few weeks about the potential heel stable with Triple H. The potential new evolution, or whatever you want to call it. Yep. He has seen an article that mentioned that for the fourth spot, they may not necessarily go with the new person, and they're looking to use an established veteran in that spot. So that would cancel out Pete Dunne or anybody else getting it, or NXT guy getting it. Mm-hmm. And the three names that he t- told me were actually very interesting. So wait. The first talk- one was. Wait, hold on, Brian. We're Cesaro. Talk- oh, oh. Yeah. Still want me to wait? No. Okay. No. Go ahead. I, there was probably a delay. I was going to say. So, we're talking Triple H, um, Samoa Joe, and Kevin Owens plus another like ring veteran. Yes. Okay. The first guy that he has told me, the first guy he told me about was Cesaro. Wow. Being the fourth man. So, obviously, you would, um, rumor has it, he'd probably wind up turning on Seamus to turn heel Mm -hmm. and join the group. I like that. Um, which I thought was very interesting. I'm like, you know what? I totally like that. Yeah, no, I love that. He He already wears a suit and everything, so it's not... Uh, like he's changing anything. He's just turning heel. Yeah. The second one I wasn't too thrilled about, but it's something that they've been talking about for a while, and and he, my brother didn't make a good point. It's something that they've been setting up a little bit, especially with the last few weeks with how this tag has been acting. Um, the fourth guy being Big Cass. Oh. And because of <clears throat> how Enzo's been acting lately... I remember I said this a few weeks ago, Mike, where I said, oh, I think they're teasing a split up soon between Enzo and Cass because Enzo keeps running his mouth and Cassie has to keep cleaning up his mess. Yeah, that's definitely a, a future setup for um, them to break up. Like, they can definitely have this thing be like a years in the making breakup, like a Shawn Michaels uh, Diesel type deal. Yeah. Okay. And the third name was the one that probably upset me the most. <laughs> and from what he, from the way he sp- he spilt uh, spelt it out to me afterwards was um, with the certain things that have been going on between this team as well recently, and them stopping him from doing what he's been doing and acting stupid, mm-hmm. and this guy is making a business decision. To do what he's doing. I think I know where you're going with The this. third guy was rumored to be Big E. Yep, I love that one the most. Yeah, but I hate it the most too because it's going to break up the New Day. No, see, again, like because New Day's got to go. Um, and we all love the New Day. I think the New Day hosting WrestleMania will be the last big thing that they do together. And I, I want to say that that's why they're doing this for them. 
uh, to give them a big send-off as the New Day. Um, but I think it's about time they yeah. all go their separate ways. Uh, I've said it for a very long time. I think Xavier Woods can do very big things, probably in 205. Um, I don't see him uh, striving in uh, any other division, honestly. Kofi could probably either one of two things, right off into the sunset and retire. I know he's not too old, but uh, you know he's been around for quite some time. Or he can just, you know, maybe even him and Woods could be a tag team for all we know. But I think Big E is going to do... No, no pun intended, but big things after uh, they break up. Yeah, I thought this was very interesting, and I think any one of the three would be a great fit. Um, I would love to see a heel Big E again, because he was great when he was the heavy for AJ Lee and uh, Ziggler. Yep. So I wouldn't mind seeing heel Big E again, and especially a vicious and a focused Big E. I think that would be really good, really good entertainment. Perry, any thoughts? No, don't break up the new day. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. You guys are fucking crazy. No, 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 no. Bad. <laughs> That's bad. I don't know. Perry's got some uh, some good insights into the wrestling. I mean, let's talk about her last uh, big insight in the wrestling. Remember this one? Yeah, I feel like she fucks her brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was not me! <laughs> this, is, this is a fucking conspiracy. Photoshop with voices. Photoshop That's, with voices, she calls it. That's, I did not... Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. She fucked her brother, but I didn't say that. Alright. Um, I'm sorry, but if I... Because if you say allegedly, then it's... It's okay, because it means, you know, probably not. I'm probably making that shit up. Okay. But allegedly. Allegedly. But uh, Don't on... break up the new day. Seriously, it's so terrible. And I don't, don't think Xavier Woods would really do that much good. I don't think they. I don't think he'd go anywhere, especially after this sex tape. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I knew it would come up somehow. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna break up the new day and just fire Xavier Woods. No, he's definitely valuable to the company in one way or another. Um, all right. Uh, anything else, or was that it? Uh, that's everything I had that I think was worth mentioning this week. Okay, there was a lot. I mean, we definitely did at least a half an hour on uh, just uh, outside the ring gorilla stuff. But I have an interesting thing because obviously we're going to be doing the WrestleMania live episode. Um, we also have. Uh, NXT on Saturday, um, which, you know, all of us are going to watch together, but what if, before we go into Raw and SmackDown, we break down um, TakeOver Orlando and just give our uh, predictions on those matches? What do you guys think? Sounds good to me. Okay. So, Aleister Black will be making his NXT debut against uh, Andrade Cien Amas, which is actually, uh, for most of you people that don't know, uh, Brian's long-lost cousin um, from Mexico. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We used to be a tag team. We we were the flying burritos. The, oh God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, don't forget about their uh, their long lost aunt, Ariba McIntyre. Yes. Oh, oh Tito's, manager for Tito's sister, Tito's, Ariba, Ariba Tito's McIntyre. Sister. <laughs> oh, so good. All right. So, what do we think? I mean, obviously, this is one of those setup, uh, you know, debut matches. So it's pretty, you know, surefire that Alistair Black is going to win this one, correct? Yeah. 
Yeah, I believe so. Perry, do you want to weigh in on any of these? No. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. All right, so this will make you have the quick. whole card, right, Mike? Because I'm a little behind, so no, no, I have the whole card right here. Um, okay, so we got the triple threat elimination, which is I think is an interesting concept. Uh, tag team championship match uh, for NXT, of course. Authors of Pain as the champions, uh, DIY and the Revival. Brian, I think author Authors of Pain are going to keep it. Um, I think. Unfortunately, we see the end of DIY soon. I think they are going to make their debuts on Two Hundred Five Live soon. Mm-hmm. So I think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna win this. And I think Revival hopefully come up after Mania. So I don't think they're gonna hold on to it either. No, I agree with you. I don't like Authors of Pain as the champions, and I think. Excuse me. I've said this before. Um, something about them just there's not a. A wow factor, like yeah, they're big dudes. They got um, what's their what's his name in their corner? Uh, there's a lot of things, yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot of things that should be good about them, but I feel like there's not. There's something that's just missing. Um, and you know, Ellering as a, I guess he's supposed to be their 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 mouthpiece, but he's not. That's not in, even close to what he is. Um, but I don't know. I think authors of pain still walk away. Um, hopefully. DIY and Revival. Obviously, I would love to see Revival up on the main roster, but, you know, we'll see, I guess. All right. I hope Revival. I hope we see Revival. And I don't think, um, I don't think Paul Ellering's really, like, an asset like he was with LOD. the Road Warrior. Yeah. Yeah, or LOD, whatever. Uh, um, he's just kind of, like, plain now, which is a little bit of a disappointment because when you think of Paul Ellering, you kind of to think of back then but i guess maybe now that he's like older and i guess more team i don't know but yeah they um they bore me that team bored me a little bit i, I watched them a couple times on nxt and I, I wasn't super impressed with them so i don't know which is more uh, impressive to me the fact that perry's actually watched nxt or the fact that she likes revival go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> i'll take it. i'll take it. <laughs> all right you fuck your sister <laughs> whoa all right i'm gonna record that one <laughs> All right, so this allegedly one, allegedly this is the tough one here. Uh, the NXT Women's Championship. Um, both of these women are undefeated, of course. Oscar's uh, the champion, and she's going up against Ember Moon. Burn. I'm picking Ember Moon. Well, okay. For obvious reasons, or I think Oscar's coming up because there's still rumors she's going to be in the SmackDown Women's match. So they're gonna, I think. It's going to go one of two ways. Either Asuka's going to win and she's going to drop the belt. She's going to win the women's the SmackDown Women's title at Mania, and they're not going to let her carry both, a la what happened with Paige a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we also or, don't want what happened uh, to the belt for Paige wins. to happen with Asuka. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she reminds me of one of those really creepy people from a horror movie, like one of those like Japanese horror movies. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not feeling it. I'm not. She you know, she creeps me out a little bit. Who? Wait, who? Creeps she is out? scary. She is a little bit scary, and I think. Um, I think <laughs> Naomi is going to come back and and win it. That would be. See, I like that idea. I like um, Naomi coming back in Orlando. You know, the whole picture perfect setup um, with Naomi winning the belt in her hometown. 
Um, I, I, I also think Ember Moon's going to win be only because I feel like it's Asuka's time to, to step away from everything and give somebody else the spotlight. And I think Ember Moon is the perfect person to at least set up that. I don't know if she's That's there. What's that? It's a stupid fucking name. What, Ember Moon? Yeah, really fucking stupid. It is, but she's really fucking talented if she could just stop hurting people. Repackage. The gimmick's good. The gimmick's good. It's just... Yeah. And she's only hurt one person, so I don't know why they're making it a big deal. It just seems like a very dangerous move. And, and that's for it me. It does. And, and it is. I'm, I'm the person that did, doesn't think that the fucking... What's Samojo's move? Oh, the, 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 oh my god, what the fuck is it called? Um, muscle buster. The muscle. I don't think that's a dangerous move, but this seems like because there's a lot going on. I, I think so. Unless you're, you need both parties to be very privy to the move in order for it to go successfully. Um, all right. So I, I feel we both feel Ember. I think honestly, this is going to be a big, uh, like a full sweep. So maybe it wasn't a good idea to do the, uh, the thing. Maybe I'll just cut it all together, or I'll leave it in as like a bonus episode. I don't know. Uh, so the NXT Championship match, uh, Bobby Roode is the champion and Shinsuke Nakamura is the challenger. Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode, without a doubt. Can we just talk about how amazing both of these entrances are going to be at TakeOver Orlando? Oh, yeah. I just hope there's no violins this time. Like, I feel like he needs to do something more than violins again. That's that's pretty much his gimmick, though. It's That's his music. <clears throat> That's his entrance. His entrance music is the violins. Yeah. All right. So I guess we'll see. But I'm actually very excited for this pay uh, for the quote unquote pay per view. Um, takeovers are always very exciting. Um, so we'll see how this one works. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's get right into Raw. Um, let's see. So the big notes from Raw, I feel, uh, Foley getting fired and uh, Taker showing up to interfere in the main event. <laughs> Um, anybody want to talk about anything else first, or anybody want to... Uh, yeah, go? yeah. let's talk about how Kurt Angle is going to be the new GM. <laughs> <laughs> we already went over Gorilla Perry. I don't know why you guys fucking laugh. I don't know why you're laughing at this. It's true, it's going to happen. Is it damn true? <laughs> it's it's damn fucking true. It's real. It's damn real. Real life. Did you Baby, guys, that's it. Did you guys see the new Kurt Angle um, Hall of Fame shirt, which is just fucking amazing? Yes, I sent it to you. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Remember, I sent you a picture. I tagged you in a picture of it on Facebook. I wasn't sure if that was you or not, but I want it. You don't have any other friends. I have tons of friends. You fucking dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you give them money doesn't make them your friends. I hate all of you. <laughs> you don't have money. Broke I, I don't have insane. money, and I don't have friends. <laughs> I'm like the anti-million dollar oh, man. Insane. Uh, all right, uh, so okay, let's let's move on with Raw. All right, broke uh, the real Sami Zayn had a match. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a dick. You're uh, <laughs> about to say the broke ass Sami Zayn. I hope your that's brother... his new name, broke ass Sami Zayn. We... <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um. I, I think we lost her. She's having a laughing attack. She's done. 
Edit. Edit. <laughs> no, this is great. We need to leave this in. No, this is bonus content. <laughs> yeah. Director's cut. All right, go on. Sorry, we, Sammy. The real Sammy Zane. Uh, the Tony has to listen to this episode. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I, f- I felt like a couple of the matches, like, they started off, like, crappy. Like, Zane and Joe, the first hand was clunky. They were missing spots everywhere. Mm. And some of the stuff looked awkward. And But the second half got better. Same thing with Charlotte and Dana. Like, they tried to it tried to look like they were making Dana strong for the whole match, and then she lost. But, like, I felt like they were missing cues nonstop. Did Charlotte you, and Dana. Did you also hear that they're supposed to be ending this Charlotte-Dana feud more abruptly than they wanted to? Yeah, apparently they're done pushing Dana, and she—I don't think they—I think they think she's not working out. Yeah, she's not working out too well. No. Um. Although I do do want to say the back six segment with uh, Foley, mm. I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was it was nice of them to do that. It was kind of like a kind of like a tribute and a and a big thank you for all he's done since he came back. I like that they added Cesaro and Sheamus into it. I thought that was a nice touch, actually. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I love Triple H's comment when he's just staring at him and he tells him to have a nice day. Yeah. Fucking classic. Uh, and the only other thing I really got, because um, I stopped taking notes about halfway through Raw, um, was the Rollins update. I feel like there's a swerve coming. I feel like he's just going to... He's going to go all out at Mania. Yeah. So the thing that I took from that last segment, promo match, whatever you want to call it, um, is that Undertaker chokeslam Braun Strowman. Like, Braun Strowman was, like, creeping up behind him. Taker turns around, chokeslams him. And I don't know if it was a work or if he was, like, legit in pain, but Undertaker winced, like, hardcore. Like, he chokeslammed him, turns around, and makes this face and, like, keels over like he was going to die. It was but, just... but because he is gonna fucking die, he's gonna die. He's old <laughs> as shit. He's been—he's not old as shit. He just turned fifty-two like a couple days ago. He's, are you, are you just saying that because you're close like in age to the Undertaker? His, his body can't take this anymore. It can't take it. And you're gonna put him with a guy like Roman Reigns. Not saying Roman Reigns is terrible because he's—he's not. He is. But you need to have somebody that can carry a match with the Undertaker. You need somebody that's gonna literally carry the entire match and he can do little to no work yeah and i don't think roman reigns is the guy to do this with i think it's going to be a terrible match i think it's going to be a huge disappointment and i think he's going to retire the undertaker and it's going to be like a huge huge disappointment i mean you look at the past couple guys that undertaker's been up against at wrestlemania starting with brock lesnar and Brock Lesnar can basically not have a match with anybody because he's not the best person in the ring, but he can manhandle you in a way where you don't need to do much of anything other than fucking take suplexes for days. And then he went up against Bray Wyatt, who it's not about the physicality in the match, it's about the storytelling, which the two of them did flawlessly. And then, of course, you have Shane McMahon who can carry a match with anybody. Um, you're not going to get any of those with Roman Reigns. Like I just feel like Roman Reigns is just going to not beat this shit out of Undertaker, but I, I feel like he's actually going to hurt him. I hope that I hope that it's a good match. Like I'm I don't wanna say that I hope it's like a horrible botch of the match, but I'm hoping that we see more from Reigns and that it kinda 
puts him over with people. Like, I'm really hoping that we see something special from him where we're like, holy shit, I didn't see that coming or I didn't know he had that in him to have that kind of a match. Like, if you're going to... If you're going to do it, like, now is the time to fucking do it. Yeah, I think if they have... And obviously we'll get more into this for our WrestleMania episode because uh, we're going to go over the entire card. But I feel like if if Roman Reigns and Undertaker have a solid match and we can come out of it, up like, uh, like happy for what happened and, like, excited and enjoyed of, like, what we watched, I think that would be a big credit to Roman Reigns, not necessarily The Undertaker, because I think all of the... The match is going to fall on Roman Reigns and not so much The Undertaker. Absolutely. All right. Uh, anything else for Raw, guys? Or uh, do we want to move on to SmackDown? I think we should move on to SmackDown because SmackDown was fucking hilarious this week. It was. <laughs> it was. It was like the funniest SmackDown ever. Like, I was sitting at home. I pretty much laughed for the entire two hours. Can, so before we get into anything on SmackDown, can we talk about the the most amazing segment on SmackDown ever? The, is it the John Cena, the Miz as John Cena? Absolutely, and Maurice Fucking as dead. the Bellas. Fucking yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love you, John. <laughs> I love the house rules. Rule number thirty-five: no singing. Rule number eleven: no feet on the table. Oh, like God. this was fucking great. This was gold. It like was, if anything on earth is gold, those John Cena segments were gold. They were so good. And again, you know, I feel like we're talking about it every single week. It's the Miz at his all time best right now. So yeah. so great, so funny. And um <laughs> when they kept like um he kept like fake proposing and he's like, I got you a ring. <laughs> A WWE toy <laughs> ring, like, and then she would like start crying. Yeah, <laughs> like I feel like they're hinting so bad that John Cena is going to propose to Nikki Bella at WrestleMania. It's pretty bad. Like it's like you know it's going to fucking happen with the way they're they're doing all these parodies and stuff. Yeah, but I never want it to end. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I never want it to end. Um, and it's. Are you guys good on this? I, I, I have another John Cena tip, so go do what you guys are going to say for no. this, and then I have to go into some more John Cena stuff after. No, no, say what you're going to say. Um, The Tyler Breeze as Breezy Bella. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is probably the best thing Tyler Breeze has ever done. Yeah. And let's, let's talk about the elephant in the room, which has been going on for years and no one ever speaks of it. John Cena's jorts. <laughs> Come and on. they gave him tickets have, for Have it. you not been thinking Because I've been thinking it for years. Who wears jorts? John Cena. John yeah. Cena. But, like, it's, you know, it's not 1995 anymore, so. <laughs> well, that's perfect. why he got a ticket. He's handing them, like, the, the um, what is it called? The fashion police tickets? And he was, like, the jorts, and he was going on and on and on, and kept throwing tickets, and he slapped him in the face with the tickets. I was fucking dead. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> I think the best part. I'm pretty sure I fell off my couch at one point. (laughs) (laughs) This show was so good. I also like how when uh, Nikki speared uh, Tyler Breeze after the match, Cena picked up the implants that he had in his shirt and he threw them at him on the entranceway. Mm -hmm. The fake, the fake tits are just sitting in the ring. And then he, and then Tyler Breeze grabbed them off of the floor and like held them to his chest. Like, yeah. he was so, like, he was so upset that John Cena threw out his fake uh, Did yeah. you guys see the video on, uh, I think it was their Facebook page, of 
jo- of Nikki Bella and Tyler Breeze? No. No. Oh, my God, it was great. You see Nikki Bella walking backstage, and she sees Tyler Breeze in the back, and he's wearing the Nikki Bella, Nikki Bella get-up still, and they start doing this thing where, like, remember when Doink used to mime with himself, with the other Doinks? Yeah. They start, they start doing that, oh and then God. all of a sudden you see John Cena come, and he goes, wait a minute, guys, stop, enough is enough, I'm tired of this, making fun of the woman I love. And then he turns around and he storms off and he cramps Tyler Breeze instead of Nikki Bella. <laughs> <laughs> That's, good. Uh, That's good. Yeah. Um, um, go how about AJ Styles? Um, I love him. I love him so bad. Um, <laughs> okay. We don't want to hear about your I fucking gay he, bromance with AJ Styles. What about oh it? Oh my God, it's such a bromance. <laughs> I love him. Um he was like totally plugging WrestleMania with all that weird merch. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So fucking weird. Like who wears visors? <laughs> AJ Styles. No, here's like, the Like I want to know I want to know the merch sales on those visors. <laughs> here's the better question. Who can fucking pull off a visor like that other than AJ Styles? Cuz if anybody else wears that visor, they're a fucking homo. Then that's probably you. I, I was about to visor. say that. I wouldn't right? wear Yeah, I wouldn't wear a visor. You should. No, I shouldn't. <laughs> You wanted to wear a fanny pack, didn't you? I did yeah, wear a fanny pack. Yeah, the visor and the fanny pack, bro. <laughs> I'm not wearing Dude, a visor. Dude, you have Atlantic City written all over you. I No, I totally wore the fanny pack to Atlantic City. That was the worst part about it. You want to wear my WWE Championship belt fanny, uh, fanny pack that I got from Slam Crate? I would love that. I would Literally, I would wear that fanny pack everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so wrong. That's awful. You're an awful human being. Yeah, well, you like, have a gay bromance for AJ Styles. I do. I love AJ Styles. I love that uh, his accent does it. <laughs> Uncle A- Uncle Allen. <laughs> Uncle Allen. But I love I love that he like waited out Shane McMahon again. Uh, this match, I you guys know we talk about it every week. I went in so against it, mm-hmm. and now I cannot wait for it. Uh, so the only thing I'm disappointed mm-hmm. in is that like a first of all Shane missed that elbow drop, which just looked Completely, awful. Yeah. Fucking Badly. hideous. And then two, like, why does Shane need the upper hand on this one? He doesn't, but he's Shane McMahon. Um, I think it's allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> yeah. But um, it's, he didn't you learn your lesson? He missed the one with the Undertaker a couple of years or last year or whatever it was. Yeah. He like he missed that one. Like he barely touched him with his elbow. So like, wouldn't you learn your fucking lesson? No. Instead, we put him a little bit further on the table, so it's a further jump, and we completely miss. And then we act, and then we show the replay fifty fucking times that you missed. Yeah, I like how they did it in slow motion too, and you can see clearly in slow motion that he completely misses it. Yeah, but I think it's going to be a really good match between them because you know, um, just the way they're going, they're they're both going like really hard right now. So I feel like when we get to WrestleMania, I think we're going to see a really good show from them. I'm not saying we're going to see a really great wrestling match. We're going to see we're going to have a really good show. Oh, absolutely, match. it'll be one of the best um, entertainment moments of the night, without a doubt. Bring back the backlot brawl. No, we don't need the fucking backlot brawl with Come the gold on. Cadillac. AJ Styles hits him with a car. That'd be amazing. I, I can <laughs> I can picture AJ Styles with the gold Cadillac. That'd be amazing. And then the and then the. And then the O.J. Simpson Bronco footage. We can bring that back, too. I can't. We got to watch that match. We got to do that match for one of our uh, uh, mystery wrestling theater segments. Yes. 
Alright. Um, any other thing from... Oh, oh, how are we not talking about the tag team title match? Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. Okay. I, tr- I watched this as best as I could. I was upstate on vacation and had five kids, five screaming kids ages 10 and under running around while trying to watch SmackDown with my brother and my dad. So I saw most of it, but I couldn't really hear a lot of it. But that match was amazing. It was fan-fucking-tastic. I was not upset that the Usos won. I, I thought I would be upset when the Usos won, but I wasn't. I was actually very okay with it. Yeah, and can I just say, me and my brother were talking about this, and I know I, I messaged you about it, Mike, too. I want those fucking hoodies. Okay, so here's my question. Are those Uso brand hoodies, or are those just hoodies that the Usos are wearing? I think those are Uso, Uso brand hoodies, because they always wore the day one stuff on their gear. Mm. So now that they're the thug, like, rap kind of thing, yeah. gimmick, they've kind of changed it up. But I love that it's the day one-ish on the front, and then the back says five-star. Mm-hmm. I checked WWE Shop. They don't have them because they don't have anything for the new Usos. See, Everything that, that they have is all their old stuff. That's why I'm wondering if they're actually Uso stuff or if they're just things that the Usos are wearing. I'm going to try to find it. You know that? Yeah. I'm gonna, if I can find them, I'm going to buy them because I want one. Yeah, no, those, fucking are, awesome. those are some pretty legit uh, hoodies. Um, but again, the match was great. The Usos came out on top. And the other thing was, they didn't really do anything majorly heelish or cheat to win. It was just, you know, a a solid tag match. It was an amazing tag match. And I love the Usos ring work. I love that they, they did what you don't really see anymore. They did kind of like this classic tag match Mm -hmm. where it was like, there was a lot of constant tags there was a lot of really good teamwork like you could tell that these guys know each other inside and out um i loved seeing that and jason jordan is magnificent yes he he when he got that hot tag in it was he i mean he was on fire he's um, this guy is amazing and the more that i see jason jordan like i i always like gable a little bit more but the more i'm seeing jordan the more i like him a little bit better I've, like, always, I've said he this. does a lot. He he brings back a lot of these moves you haven't seen anymore, like that bulldog from the top. Mm-hmm. Like when was the last time you really saw a bulldog? Uh, not you a know lot. what I mean. Like no one uses that anymore. But he like brought it back. He made it interesting. Those two teams together are magic. But the Usos put on probably the best show I've seen in a really long time from them, and. That's why going into WrestleMania, if we're going to see them against the Hardys, we're going to get a hell of a fucking match. Their let's, chemistry is amazing together. Those those brothers are amazing together. Yeah, I mean, let's hope it's a good match and it's not just a Hardy squash to get the titles, too. Because I, I would definitely like to see what these two teams can bring out of each other. Let's also hope it's not a pre-show match. Yeah, hopefully no, not. I think, I think it would be too good. I don't think they would put something like that on a pre-show, especially if they're going to have a really big spot like the Hardys coming back. True. All right. Uh, so that is SmackDown. Um, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. One more thing. Go ahead. Luke Harper. Luke Harper. Okay. They look. It looks like they pulled a homeless man off the street and gave him a wife beater and a pair of pants from the Lost and Found bin. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> like, come oh, on. Shit. Now. Oh man. Homeless. Cut his beard. Give him a barber. Like, change his wife beater. It's yellow. Like. 
actually, it's black now. He's actually changed his gimmick. Oh, I'm wears, sorry. He wears I'm, a black wife beater. He's still with real jeans. dirty and needs a barber, a haircut, and like clothes <laughs> not from the lost and found. Oh my god. Oh, do, do you want to like, say? I a... feel like I feel like they probably gave a homeless guy some money on the street to give Luke Harper his clothes. Do, do you want to say allegedly, just so that you know, when when WWE assassinates you, you can at least go back and be like, "No, I said allegedly." Well, if they assassinate me, I can't go back, but allegedly. Okay. So because you know that they have hitmen. No, I they do. You fucking know it. I'm they scared. wear black and pink. I'm so I'm so scared. Um. Can we? But can we actually, in all honesty, can we talk about how good Luke Harper actually is? Like, yes, he looks like a broken down homeless man, but probably one of the best big men in the entire business right now. Yeah, he's a phenomenal worker. Oh, absolutely. He's not bad on the mic either. No, he's absolutely amazing on the mic, and in the ring, he gets even better. He's one of those storytellers, but he's athletic. He's agile for a big man, and he can work. I mean, look at what him and Ziggler did together for the IC title. Yeah. So it's a shame they won't push him. I know. Homeless man aside, he's uh, he's definitely a uh, a great worker and a great uh, talent that the WWE is underutilizing at the current moment. So that's definitely there. All right. Anything else, guys? Not from SmackDown. No. All right. Let's uh, get a, what's up. One. One quick thing, just be back to the merch thing again. Mm-hmm. Um, can I say how awesome Kevin Owens' uh, KO Mania 2 shirt is, by the way? Yeah, you messaged me about that. I love that shirt. I love how he's using the old school uh, WrestleMania 2 logo. Mm-hmm. I-, I just love that. I hope he continues it I was gonna say, over the think, next few years. Yeah, do you think he continues to go with it? I think maybe for another year or two, but that's it. I don't think they go too long with it. Okay. Because I love how all of his shirts are very retro. Like even the K, yeah. uh, the what was it the the raw shirt or the old school Raw's war shirt? Yeah, I can't wait for that match. Oh, that's gonna be a great match. Oh, oh god, I can't wait to do the fucking live show so we can just talk about the entire card. <laughs> All right, let's do some Hall of Fame. Um, Brian, I know uh, you were definitely talking about how you have everything. So why don't you run us through this year's class Hall of Fame as well as uh, their inductors? So take it away, Flying Brian. So, obviously, the the main event of the evening will be Kurt Angle going in, and he will be inducted by John Cena. Uh, we have the Rockin' and Roll Express being inducted by Jim Cornette. Uh, Teddy Long being inducted by JBL Ron Simmons. Ravish and Rick Rude being inducted by Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Uh, Beth Phoenix being inducted by her longtime friend Natalia. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page, and he's being inducted by Eric Bischoff. And the Warrior Award recipients, uh, Eric Legrand, and as always, he will be um, inducted by Dana Warrior. Oh, is she going to do all of the uh, the inductees, I guess, for that? Until she doesn't want to, I'm assuming? I I guess so. Okay. Um, I'm, I don't think... I. Pretty sure they mentioned she was doing it again this year, but uh, she's done the first two, so. Is she going to have her speech on pink paper again? Probably. (laughs) All right, so, um, do you want to talk a little bit about this year's class? Do we want to talk about people that are in that don't deserve it, or we want to talk about our people that, what? Um, I I feel like this has been one of the better classes in in a while. Really? 
Yeah, I feel like you know you got Angle, who's big. No, Rock and Roll Express Angle. were pretty pretty damn good. Rick Rude, who should have been in a long time ago. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, you get a nice mix of people here. I think. Do we honestly think that? I, and I, I'm a huge Beth Phoenix fan because I think that what she did was fantastic. But is she Hall of Fame worthy? And, yeah, I understand where you come with that. Um, her, her career wasn't that long. No. And it wasn't in a great period for women's wrestling as well. But I still think she did a lot. Uh, she's one of only three women to enter the Royal Rumble. Um, she's multi-time champion. Uh, part of the first ever women's kind of specialty matches when they had the tables match with her and Natalia versus uh, Laycool. Oh, that's right. So I mean, she she did do a lot of stuff, but is she just a placeholder for China because they didn't want to induct China right away because they felt it would just glorify her death or make it seem like that's the only reason they did it? Possibly, um, I that's a tough one too. Yeah, okay. I mean, I have China on my list of people who need to be in. Yeah, but uh, I I can see where that's coming from. But I I think she ultimately deserves it. She did have a a pretty good career. Perry, what are your thoughts on this year's class altogether? I think altogether it's a pretty strong class. Um, you don't have any... I don't think there's anybody in there that really doesn't deserve it. Um, I mean, you guys kind of know how I feel. I, I mean, you know, she's not really coming back. And I feel the same way with Edge. Like, I feel like it was too early. Like, he retired and then he was put in the Hall of Fame. And I feel like maybe some time should have passed. But I guess... When you think about it, it's like, really, what does that do? Like, letting time pass. But she had a, she had a really good career, you know what I mean? I, I'm i a little bit of, I'm bitter about China. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot more underlying stuff than really we all know about with her. Um, from what I understood, that she was kind of harassing them within her last couple weeks of her life with, like them owing her money and she wanted her money and she was getting lawyers. So I feel like there's a lot more stuff that we don't really know about that's preventing her from being put into the hall of fame. Um, but it's only right. She paved, she paved the way for a lot of these women. And you know what I mean? I feel like it went from kind of just women being valets mm -hmm. and things like that to having somebody like China who you never saw before. There was never anyone that big and that like, crazy you know so and and she, even with the you know she was in the royal rumble she was the intercontinental intercontinental champion with the with the men um so it's i it's really i'm a little bit bitter about it so when i see other women that came after her go in before her it kind of pisses me off a little bit all right so using that let's go um let's go right into uh people that we feel should be <coughs> inducted into the hall of fame um, and I know for the three of us, there's one name that sticks out that as much as he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, I don't think uh, he'll ever be in the Hall of Fame, sadly enough as it is. And I'm talking about Chris Jericho, uh, not Chris Jericho, son of a bitch, Chris Benoit. Yeah, um, phenomenal body of work as a competitor. Um, obviously, with the, everything that happens, it's not going to happen. He will never get in. Unless we some sort of miracle happens, we did find out that it wasn't him that did it, and if we find out it was a conspiracy theory somehow, but uh, 
that never. I don't think he ever. He's never gonna get. Yeah, Perry. Well, allegedly, um, I think it, it might have. I don't like to joke about it because it's really it is a serious situation, and I think Chris Benoit professionally 100% deserves to be in there. He's probably one of the greatest technicians of all time, but what he did kind of cancels that out. Um, he's probably one of the most deserving people, but like Brian said, we're never going to see it unless for some reason something was proven that it wasn't his fault or he didn't do it. Or, But I feel like that time's come and gone. Like I don't think we're ever going to see that day, but it makes me sad because he's probably one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. Um, again, it, it's just a sad thing because of a personal um, tragedy that happened. Um, I feel like it's unfair that WWE is basing his entire body on work of work around that. Um, and the poor guy will never get to be immortalized in the Hall of Fame. Like, all of us true fans are going to remember him. Um, obviously, he's still on the network. We can still watch matches of his, but... Uh, he definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, what are some of the uh, the other people that you guys feel have been neglected at, in the Hall of Fame and are definitely well-deserving? Perry, what about you? Uh, I've been saying it for years, Demolition. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. I think Demolition should have been in a long time ago. Um, there's a, I mean, I have a couple people. I think the Hart Foundation should be in. Um, I think Davey Boy Smith should be in. I think that was a long time coming. I still don't. We talked about this last week or the week before, or whatever it was. Um, I don't. I still don't understand that. I don't. I don't think there's any kind of like lawsuits or anything like that going on, and I don't think there's any bad blood anymore between Diana Hart and and the McMahon's or the WWE or anything like that. So I don't know why Davey's not in there. Um, and then celebrity wise, uh, Cindy Lauper. Um, I we got, I mean, we got fucking, uh, that we got Mike Tyson and, and, you know, um, Mr. T, which Mr. T was a huge part, you know what I mean? Like WrestleMania one was a huge thing with bringing in mainstream to wrestling and getting uh, other eyes on wrestling that normally wouldn't have been, but so did Cindy Lauper. No, absolutely. I mean, Cindy Lauper was that big moment of the, the rock and wrestling era, uh, you know, kind of like combining the two of them, and she had such a huge part in not only the women's division, but you know, just in the men's or just in general in wrestling altogether. Um, in general, because I mean, the whole MTV partnership was like with Cyndi Lauper. Yeah, I you would never have had like the rock and wrestling and all that other stuff. I feel like without Cyndi Lauper, so I don't understand why she's not in it either. No, I agree with that completely. Um, Brian, a couple names that you, uh, you have that you feel deserve to be in the Hall of Fame that are not. Um, I had Demolition, like Perry, I had Dynamite Kid and Bulldog. Um, I have a couple tag teams I think, honestly, one of the tag teams I think will still get in, um, Dudley Boys. I think at some point since they just reconciled with WWE, yeah. well, not really reconciled, but they came back not too long ago, I think they'll eventually make it in as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I, they're one of the most decorated tag teams of all time. Yeah. Um, another tag team that I would like to see in as a tag team, not as anything else, not as singles competitors, Steiner Brothers. So anyway, I thought they were a really great tag team as well. Yeah. And then another guy that was kind of a tag team manager that I think deserves to be in, but so much heat between him and Odui is uh, Jim Cornette. He was a, he was a great manager. Yeah, he was. 
it's it's going to be very interesting to see him at this year's uh, Hall of Fame induction ceremony. But uh, definitely a lot of uh, bad blood there over the years. Yeah. Uh, so I'm surprised nobody mentioned Owen Hart, or did Perry mention Owen Hart, and I just missed it. No, I mentioned Owen like last week, or I'm pretty sure it was last week's episode. I mentioned Owen, so I just I that's a given. I feel like that's something that I don't know when we're gonna see, but it it should have fucking happened already. It should have happened when they got when they won the lawsuit to use his name and to use his character. So yeah, I I, I think unless, we're all... unless there was a stipulation in it where you know, like I said, we don't know what goes on really behind the scenes or in courtrooms or anything like that. What what settlements happen? So. For all we know, there could have been a settlement where it was like, yeah, we can use them in our DVDs and our and our network and programming, but we can't do this. That's true, we too. Don't know. We don't know. It's just, it would be nice because I think that would bring Brett back in for a little bit. He would obviously, I feel, would induct his brother uh, into the Hall of Fame, and I think it would be a good moment for wrestling fans altogether. Um, I think he's probably one of the most deserving people. We were talking about it before, too. Um, Martel is, uh, Rick Martel is not in the Hall of Fame, but Tito Santana is. Um, and I, I think there's no team that Perry and I would want to see getting inducted into the Hall of Fame more than Demolition than Strike Force. Strike Force! Strike Force! <laughs> Greatest tag team of all time, people. Um, uh, my biggest questions aren't necessarily of, like, people that, you know, deserve it, but it's like, you got guys like Triple H, The Rock... Um, obviously The Undertaker, like guys that are still not inducted where Stone Cold is, um, why are these guys not being inducted? Like I figured being in Orlando, in Florida, this would be in the perfect time to induct The Rock, but yet once again, they're not inducting The Rock. Um, is Triple H going to be one of those guys that, um, doesn't get inducted, um, for, you know, just to save face? And has, this is just a question, has Vince McMahon been inducted into the Hall of Fame, uh, Jr.? No, he has not. Okay. I, I honestly, I think Vince. I, I don't think Vince is into the self-aggrandizing thing as much as people think he is. So I think he's gonna wait until he's out of power before he goes in. Same with Taker. Although I feel like with Taker, we may not see him go in for a really long time just because of the kayfabe thing. Like he still does like the kayfabe thing, mm-hmm. where he does make appearances and stuff like that, and. It's just something that's completely out of character for him. So once he's done competing and he's gone for probably five or six years, I think that's when we finally get him in. Um, other than that, I think a lot of these other guys, especially like Triple H, you're going to wait. In, I think they're going to wait until he's done with a lot of the on-screen stuff before we get them in. Okay. So my big, I guess another big question is, is somebody like Vince McMahon... Um, a, a member of the Hall of Fame that you would induct, what is it, posthumously or posthumously? I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, that word. Yeah, that, that Vince, word. Vince, it might be because he'll probably work to the day he's dead. True. Like, he will probably either die in gorilla position or at his desk doing <laughs> something. So, I can see either one of those happening. Yeah. I mean, there's like always... he's Go ahead. Like, he's going to die... In gorilla's position, five minutes before the show goes on, goes on air, and they'll change the whole show show up to be a memorial show in five minutes. Yeah, uh, I could definitely. Uh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna roll his corpse out to the ring, and they're gonna let everybody say bye. Yeah, oh God damn it! No, that'd be so bad. 
It's almost like the time that he blew up in the limo. Yeah. He's going to probably make somebody kiss his dead ass. <laughs> Do you think he does that when he gets inducted? He makes somebody kiss his ass for the very last time? Oh, God, no. We don't want to see that ass anymore. Yeah. I mean, okay. So, I mean, we definitely threw out a bunch of names uh, for people that, you know, we want to see inducted into the Hall of Fame. I mean, there's still a lot of people that need to be inducted, and obviously as time goes on, we'll have more and more people. Um, but, I mean, you got guys, or teams even, like DX, the New Age Outlaws. Um, JBL is not inducted, if I'm not mistaken. I think Ron Simmons is, but JBL is not. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's tons of names out there that uh, I feel are deserving of the Hall of Fame. Um, but, you know, we get people like the fucking Rock and Roll Express and Coco Beware, so. Savio Vega! Fuck Savio Vega. Are you serious <laughs> right now? Oh, my God. That's horrible. Why would you induct Savio Vega? The joke. Oh. <laughs> I hope so. Are you just drunk? Yes. <laughs> 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 oh god alright so give me a couple of people that are in the hall of fame that don't deserve it Brian um I know you guys gave me a little bit of shit about this before but um Abdullah the Butcher I feel like I mean he had a long career but I felt most of his career was just bleeding and that's what got him over like he didn't really do much else like he had that sh- he had shitty matches in WCW his whole gimmick was like hardcore wrestling and just bleeding everywhere, and that's what his gi- that's what his gimmick was. Mm-hmm. Um, only other thing I I really had because like I felt like a lot of the other people did deserve it. Um, I'm I'm not a big fan of like the celebrity wing really, um, or most of the people that are in it, um, with certain exceptions. Like I, f- I feel like some of the guys they put in there are just in there just to get publicity and some mainstream media out of it, like Pete Rose, Bob Uecker. Like, a lot of those guys really didn't do much other than a couple of backstage interviews or get tombstone by fucking Kane, and that was it. Like, and they like did Don- nothing like to Donald get Trump. in. Yeah. Well, you know what? At least Trump made them some money. He ha- he ran- They ran his venue two years in a row, and he did the Battle of the Billionaires. So he did a lot with them. So he's done a- that- something like that I'm not too upset about because he helped them make money. He helped them do a lot of stuff. He's he's appeared on their TV before. He's always promoted them. So something like that, I'm not bad about. Mike Tyson, the same thing. He did 14. He's done Raw. He's done all the stuff for them. So stuff like that doesn't piss me off. Those guys, guys like that don't piss me off. But the guys that are in there, like Drew Carey, he did one horrible Royal Rumble match, and that was about it. Um, Pete Rose, like I said, Bob Euchre, and then there's a few other people. I don't remember all of them. I didn't write them all down, but I'm just not a big fan of the celebrity wing. No, I mean, you're not the only person either. It's not the first time I've heard of uh, somebody disapproving severely of the uh, celebrity wing, um, but I agree with you in the sense that it, it needs to be somebody deserving and not just a, uh, a publicity stunt, uh, so to speak. Uh, Perry, I know you got some golden uh, picks over there for people that don't belong in the Hall of Fame. What do you got? I really don't have a ton, honestly. I don't oh. think Coco Beware should be there. I thought that was absolutely fucking ridiculous and weird. Um, Coco Beware is absolutely ridiculous and weird, so... Yeah, um... Honestly, man, I, I really don't have a ton of people. Um... I feel like the people that are in kind of had really either long careers or careers that were through the territory days where... You know what I mean? Like, they did a lot in different territories and then maybe didn't have a crazy career with WWE, but 
they were around for 30 years or 20 years or doing their thing through territories before they got there. So um, aside from him, I don't really know. Okay. That, I mean, that's fair. Um, I, I would say um, Hulk Hogan definitely doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame because he's a dirty piece of crap. Um, Are you, is that a joke? It's half. It's like half serious. Like yes, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame because of everything that he's done for the company. Um, but no, he's a dirty piece of crap, and I hate him. So I don't want him to be in there. Uh, Vader's not in the Hall of Fame. First of all, can we just talk about that? Yeah, that's he deserves to be in. He he had a great career. One of the best, career. one of the best big guys as well. Is Bigelow in the Hall of Fame? I don't believe so. Okay, so again, another like they, I feel like they shun a lot of these big guys that deserve to be in it. All right. Is he in or not? I don't think so. Can't remember. Yeah, I'm gonna look this up, but um. Yeah, means... it's not like I'm sitting in front of a computer right now. I'm sure you are. With my phone in my hand. <laughs> All right, so before we sign off, I'll just go over this really quickly. The 2017 Hall of Fame um, Legacy Wing, which is basically people that have been long gone but had some uh, severe contribution to the sport of professional wrestling. This year is Haystacks Calhoun, Dr. Jelly, Jerry Graham, uh, Rick Adozen, Judy Grable, Toots Mond, Farmer Burns, Luther Lindsay, and June Byers. So that's this year's uh, legacy wing of the Hall of Fame. Um, and like we said in the beginning of the episode, guys, we have our live WrestleMania podcast coming up this weekend, Sunday. Um, it's probably going to be around noon. Um, so probably from like noon to two, noon to three, uh, something around that area. Uh, what we're going to be doing is a lot of fun, um, as well as going over the uh, WrestleMania pay-per-view, giving our predictions, um, and breaking down the entire card for you guys. Um, but before that, what we're going to do is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to, if anybody's familiar with, um, I think we've talked about this before on the show, um, Mystery Science Theater, uh, you have a row of seats watching a old school sci-fi movie or, and they're just ripping it apart and making fun of it. So we're going to do that with, uh, two matches. Um, one match, um, will be a little bit of a surprise and, but we've talked about it on the show before. Um, and the other match will be a little bit more serious, but we'll still put our uh, comic comedic spin on it, of course. And that'll be the WrestleMania 24 match between Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair. Um, so that should be something that hopefully a lot of people look forward to. Um, I know I am. I know the, my co-hosts are as well. And uh, so that's definitely coming this weekend. So again, keep an eye out on social media uh, for all the uh, information on how to watch it. And uh, check us out on Twitter. Facebook, check our website, youwishyoucouldpc.com, with links to everything, as well as our email. And until next time, it's too bad. That where? Too good. Smell ya!